see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hello. Oh, hell. What? You're not even coming through my headphones. Hold on. Say something again. Again. No, you're coming through my, my computer. All right, so I found something weird. All right. Are you looking at the Zoom screen? I'm looking at the Zoom screen, sure. All right. Um, there's a join audio button. Do you see that? Um, I don't because my audio is already joined. But yeah, I mean, yes, I see that. Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. All right. So you see it. Yeah. And when you click on it. Mm -hmm. All right. So with mine, when I'm um, always on there, and for some reason, my speakers, my headphones are not working. Um, mine says is I'm, I'm connected with the computer audio. Mm -hmm. right? And um, now I can't even see Zoom anymore. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I tried to click it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, it uh, it popped up with an option for me to choose because it, first of all, when it popped up, it had a little little box and it was checked. Mm -hmm. Always automatically connect using computer audio. Okay. And I was thinking, hell, maybe that's why. Um, you know, I'm always hearing you on my headphones, but you're always getting the sound through the, the computer. Okay. All right. So, um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you not hear me? All right. Now I hear you in my headphones. All right. So, um, <laughs> so you finally so figured I, it wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. All right. So I clicked the joint audio thing, right? Okay. And I tried to uncheck the box that says always connect to me using computer audio. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I've tried it five times. Every time I do it, Zoom completely freezes and okay. my little cursor just spins. And then I have to like close the whole thing. Right. Because mm -hmm. if, if you've noticed, you know, you probably saw me in Zoom earlier. Right. You well, get a notification when I'm in or something. Yeah, I got to know. Yeah, I get the. All right. Well, I was like in, out, in, out, right? And you're like texting me saying you're in. Um, <laughs> and and when that all that happened, it like killed my headphones too. Okay. Right. So now I'm back connected with my headphones, but it still says computer audio connected, and I'm afraid to click it again because I'm it's, like, you know, it's working right, the way it's supposed to. It says computer audio, so I assume you're hearing me through the laptop and not through the the microphone. Not necessarily, it depends on the type of microphone that's connected. So if you're just the the, one you gave me. that's what I'm saying. If you're using the two point five or the three point five um, type, uh, that's just it's going to say computer audio because it's still acting as if it is the computer audio. The only time it ever looks at it differently is if you like pop in a USB device. 
like a USB headset or something like that. But otherwise, yeah, the, the um, computer audio is what you want. All I know is you told me that, <laughs> that this thing was not working. You well, know. before it was, it didn't sound like it seemed like it was working, but I mean, it's fine now, I guess. Okay. All right. So, um, Are you gonna let yeah. me start. I mean, so I guess. okay. Welcome to Instax with Barry and Latoya. So I'm I'm gonna start by having a bone to pick with you again. So you texted me this morning. You're like, oh, okay, bottom bitch. When are we recording? I'm like, okay, I don't know why we having this conversation all the time because, you know, so you're like, oh, you're going to record like 530 or six. And it's like, no. So I told you, okay, it'll be maybe around 615 at the earliest. And then I right. see notifications popping in that, you know, you're joining at like 546 or something. I'm like, do you really have no life that you're going to log in and wait for like maybe well, 30 minutes? You act like I'm just life. sitting here playing with myself for 30 minutes. <laughs> all right. I'm working on the novel. I'm listening to music. I'm mm -hmm. attempting for the betterment of our show to figure out our ongoing audio issues. Okay. Right. And you're always like, you're too busy to be on at like 530. Mm -hmm. But then the second you see me in Zoom, it's like, all of a sudden you're like <laughs> rushing in. Right. Well, I told you my meeting, I have a 530 meeting. Sometimes it gets moved up. And then other times, you know, just, just generally speaking, it's done by six. So today it ended early because my client actually is going to be going out of the country tomorrow and stuff. So it was just, you know, kind of a, we'll go through the motions of our checkout because we've been checking out uh, during the weekdays for the past three years. And so when I was finished, I was like, okay, this is a really good time to maybe just settle into getting everything set up in order to get into the meeting. And then I looked in my email and saw that you had already joined. I'm like, God damn it, Barry. And, and actually, for your information, I've been on the laptop since like five o'clock. That's just, and I was just doing other things. And as it got to like 545 or so, I was like, well, I'll go ahead and jump in Zoom. Right, because you know. even though I said we're recording at 630, you're like, I still need a good, you know, however long before to be set up in the Zoom, the Zoom session. So yeah, I'm just going to be in there because I'm doing other things anyway. Oh, my gosh. Right. Why, do, why should I wait for you to text me and say, OK, now we can do it? Well, I mean, I can't, well, my, my computer doesn't have the RAM to support me having Zoom just wide open while I'm doing a million other things. So whatever. But we're here. I'm here. I was very reluctant about recording today, actually. Oh, I've been pissed off the past couple of days. I, I saw that on Facebook. You know, I am on there occasionally. I saw that you were pissed off and I was just like, oh, I guess I'll hear about it on the show. So why started, have you been I started texting you halfway through the day and I was like, you know, I really don't feel like talking to you tonight. Man, I would have been like, me too, bitch but later. then I was like, no, you know, because you are every week, every week, for the people who don't know, even when we're not recording, you come in, and you're like, you know, I didn't really want to record you. Right, right. You know, That's and then, you know, right. And then, like, you know, 10 minutes into it, you're so enthusiastic about and talking to you again that you won't shut up, right? <laughs> and so I, I think of this as kind of like, you know, your counseling session. Okay. Right? All right. So otherwise you don't really talk to people in like a friendly way. No, right? no. I know you like go out with Gwen and stuff, you know, yes. but I don't know. I just see photos. So for all I know, y'all just sit there, you know, <laughs> eating popcorn and don't talk. I don't know. No, we, right? we talk. We definitely okay. talk. I'm talking about girl stuff, I guess, you know, but sure. <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, you know, I, I knew I couldn't let you down. Um, right? Yeah. So I was here. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, when they increased my meds for a few days there, I was like flying high. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, I was, I wasn't just, I was, I was, I was almost euphoric. Right. And that's like, say. that's, I've had that feeling a couple of times with meds. That's some pretty awesome shit. It is awesome. If I could <laughs> live like, like that. If only you could keep that going forever, you know, yeah. like, life would be fine. I would, I would not be stressed about anything. So exactly. yeah, there are certain meds that I know that if I take it, I get that effect. And so I usually, those, I like pet them. And so when I have my really horrible crashes, I'll have like a side, you know, side stash to dip into it. So it, it kind of, gets me off of the ledge wow okay um all right uh (laughs) so uh and so then they they moved on to where i was kind of like level but like nothing was upsetting me people would say things that normally would have you know made me very upset but instead i'm like whatever whatever whatever, yeah Mm -hmm. right you know which is also good right not as good as the high but i would also take that yes Same and here. now, now I'm I'm more in the 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 space where I, for some reason everything just everybody's just pissing me off. Well, I told you I think part of it was that they didn't step you up. You just went yeah. from X dose to the a higher dose. Normally, well, yeah, I just doubled it overnight. Right. You're supposed to step up, <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, I mean that that's just a part of unfortunately that experience of going from low to high that you go through the ringer with the way you feel. So yeah. I do think it's interesting though, like, so when you're talking about the euphoria and then the feeling of just like nothing bothering you, right? I'm like, I hate that the medications that, uh, you know, cause that to happen are supposedly the ones that, you know, you get hooked on. And I'm like, I'd much rather be hooked on that than like dead. So, you know, oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah, cause it's, <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but you know, I'm like, if it helps your, you to level off with your mood and for you to not think about, you know, crazy, sad or bad thoughts, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, you know, even if I could just get like a sliver of the pill every now and then, I would be completely <laughs> happy with it. Because, yeah, I mean, life sucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so you've been upset. What kinds of things have been pissing you off lately then? Just everything? Just everything. I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, like what's, the I don't know. Point? It's like weird because it's like, you know, um, sometimes I'll be lonely and then I'll be like talking to people and I'll talk to them for like 30 seconds and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I, how soon can we wrap this up? You know, and then I'll get off the phone and I'm like, I'm alone and nobody yep. wants to be with me. Yeah. You know? um, so I just don't know, you know, at, at this point, nothing's making me happy. Um, I'm not like in tears or anything. I'm just cranky. Well, I mean, I think you also have to accept the fact that it's also this the time of year where you're definitely getting a lot less sunshine in and that kind of stuff. So it's being amplified for you on (laughs) different levels. So yeah, I am. I'm in a similar boat. I it was weird. I came in the office this morning and I was like, okay, you know, I got stuff to do. I have stuff to do. And I wasn't really feeling it, but I was like, okay, I can, you know, work up the nerve, I guess, to get it done. But I think it was like three o'clock or so. I just hit a wall 
and I, my mood shifted from, okay, I'm okay today. I'm, you know, things are going well to why the fuck am I here? And you know, just completely flipped. So I, I just had to walk away from the computer. I left the office. I just got back in bed and turned on Netflix. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I'm like, I know when I reach the point where if I sit here any longer, it's only going to make things even worse. So I'm like, if I'm not being useful in any way in the office, I need to just go. And so that right. is exactly what I did. And so I've been watching a new series because I've gone through a gazillion of them. Um, it's what is it? When calls the heart or something? It's a Canadian series. The one that has um on. Was it Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, who, you know, was indicted on the right, college? Right. Yeah, she was on the series. And, you know, once she got indicted and all that stuff, you know, Hallmark dropped her or whatever. But um, so I'm still in season one, which is 12 episodes. I'm in like episode nine right now. And I started it yesterday. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I was up until like three in the morning. It's yeah. just a whole bunch of stupid crap. I've been having some serious insomnia issues and more, more than usual. And so yesterday I had a doctor's appointment because I just have a routine one every three months just to make sure, you know, like I get my meds refilled and um, just to make sure like my, my pre-diabetes stuff is in order. So they'll do, you know, do blood work and the A1C and stuff. Well, it's funny because at the end of the appointment, they'll give you kind of a, like a synopsis of what happened on your visit. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that under the list of the tons of stuff that's wrong with me, he added in there psychological insomnia. <laughs> so, Cause okay. I told him I felt like it was stress related. Um, wow. And I mean, I mean, it probably is, but I just, I, when I, I looked at it and I was like, what the hell? It's like, eh. and because I'm like, I, my list is a list of other things. I'm like, yeah, just add it to the bunch. I don't even care. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Fun times, two depressed people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. And if you can't fake it, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, what, I, I got back on uh, Facebook dating, oh, right? Because it was and, so uh, successful the first time. Well, Why? and you know, I, and so I have like this super honest, you know, right? Bio, which I love. Right? I love. Yeah. So nobody li ever likes me anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but I send out likes every now and then, which nobody replies to, right? <laughs> but um, and but, then you know, you're I'm, like, I'm gonna stop, and I'm like, I supported yeah. that. It's like, okay, you're not ready. Just chill. Take time for you. Now you're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Latoya. I'm back on Facebook dating. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, although you know, I might as well not be. You know, <laughs> but but you know, um, because you know, honesty apparently is not what anybody wants. <laughs> but uh, you know, and so one thing I've noticed, so I've been more discerning now. If you know, if anybody mentions, for instance, if anybody mentions in their bio that they like hiking and shit, I don't that's, even, I don't mark them, right? Because it's like, I don't, if they, if that's important enough to you that you put it right in there, I figure, uh, you know, you're not going to be happy with me because I'm not doing that. I think that right? most people, I don't even think that, pe that that's like not a for real thing. I think that's what people want to make others believe they enjoy, but okay. realistically, there's very few people who are like, oh yeah, I actually enjoy hiking. Really? Okay. Right. Well, and you know, in the, in this area, especially mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are going to, they lead with like child of God and shit. Right. Oh, gee. oh yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm open-minded. I don't care what you believe. 
right? Mm -hmm. But if, if that's, that's in like your opening bio, I'm like, all right, that's probably very important to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to be happy with me. Right? right. Right. And I'm like, where the fuck are the pagan bitches? Right. <laughs> um, nobody's leading with, you know, I'm a hippie chick believes in free love, you know, mm -hmm. um, nobody's saying that, you know, it's just child of God, child of God, Jesus. And, um, which is cool. Right. But again, I'm an agnostic. Right. Right. And, and I don't want to waste their time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you know, it's like so, I don't need you to lead me to religion, please. Right. I mean, you know, if it's important to them that they have a partner who shares their beliefs and wants right. to go to church on Sunday, and, and that's not me. Right. And I mean, right? in the Bible, it talks about being equally yoked. So there's tons of problems that happen when someone is married to someone of a different faith or none at all. <laughs> so. Right. right. So you know. So and, I've already, I, yet. and right now in mine, I have, um, it, I don't list my religion, but I guess maybe I need to go back in and put agnostic. Mm -hmm. you know, although, although I don't know why it's not like I'm getting all these people who are you know, <laughs> liking me anyway, you know, but I'll just make mine as unlikable as possible, I guess. No. You know? And I mean, then just if anybody actually know. likes me, they're the one. <laughs> That's it. I swear you sound like I did when, um, like after my first divorce and I was like, you know, everybody and everything in terms of men are dead to me and uh, it'll get better. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so um, I'm reading a book called The Fifth Heart by Dan okay. Simmons. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. Um, Dan Simmons is like one of those guys who, um, when you, whenever I think of my favorite authors, I never think of Dan Simmons. But he has written a handful of books that I have loved. He's written a lot of books that I didn't care for. But okay. he wrote Drew, but isn't that which the I love. Isn't that the case with Stephen King, though? There's stuff that you really love about him and others that you're like, I can do without. Um, you know, there was a, like a 20 year period there of Stephen King's work though, where okay. I liked almost all of it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. and then it's like the last 20 years, it's like for every one I love, there's like six or seven. That I thought was like, <laughs> eh. Right. Right. And, um, but with Dan but, Simmons. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he did Drood, which I loved. He did, mm -hmm. um, the terror, which they turned into an AMC series. Um, Several different things. And anyway, this one's really good. It's um, set in 1893. And okay. It features Henry James, the author, mm -hmm. um, who, you know, has gone to Paris to commit suicide. And he's stopped from doing so by Sherlock Holmes. Wow. And okay. So they start hanging out together to solve this mystery in America. They're going to America. And along the way, Sherlock Holmes mentions to Henry James, this is during the period that Holmes has faked his death. Right. He's gone over Reichenbach Falls, and okay. so everybody thinks he's dead. Right. But he uh, explains to Henry James that he has figured out that he is a fictional character. <laughs> and so Henry James thinks that Holmes is insane, right? Um, but Holmes has some pretty good evidence to back him up, uh, which is, for instance, you know, everybody knows he lives at 221B Baker Street. Right. Right. Including Henry James. He knows that, too. He's read the stories in The Strain. But... You know, just as with real life, if you go and you look up that address, it does not exist, right? right. Um, and so he also mentioned, and this is from the early stories. In the early stories, Watson was wounded in Afghanistan with right. a shoulder wound. Okay, right? not a leg wound. Right, but in the later stories, it was in his leg. Right. Right? And so Holmes um, said that, you know, he noticed that at some point, not only did Watson start 
complaining of a leg injury as opposed to a shoulder injury, but the wound that Holmes had seen moved, right? And so he's, he's mentioning other things, like for instance, there's some, there's some of the stories where mm-hmm. they, they, they get um, Watson's wife's names different, right? Sometimes okay. she's Mary, right. right? And sometimes she has a different name, right? So, Watson, so Holmes is like, you know, some days Watson is Mary. Some days he's not. Some days he lives with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some days he's a bachelor, right? Some days right. he's a widower, right? And, you know, it's because there were, there were things, you know, some of the stories were written, you know, out of sequence and some right, things right, right. just got wrong. But so is he Holmes, saying Holmes that has become Watson aware of them. Yeah, and nobody seems to know that, Wat, that Sherlock Holmes is a fictional character except him, but he believes that Watson and the characters that he is meeting, he says that, for instance, when he tries to think of what happened in between the Red-Headed League and the Speckled Band, Mm-hmm. He says it's like a hazy kind of dream. Okay. It's almost like he only exists when he's on a case. Right? Well, like he's in the Matrix. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so I'm very early into it. And, well, um, so I mean, now, really now I'm like all interested because it's like if, so if Holmes thinks that he's fictional, is, right. is Watson fictional? Uh, he would have to be. And then if Holmes is fictional and he's interacting with James, is James imagining that he's, that Holmes is real? See, and that's what I, I wonder if they're going to get to that. Oh, oh, James hasn't bullshit. thought of that at all, right? <laughs> James mm-hmm. hasn't thought of that. But wow. you know, obviously if, if Holmes only exists in the context of the stories, mm-hmm. then if he exists right now with Henry, it's because they are in a story. Oh, wow. Right? That's even, okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty but, cool. And then of course there's an actual murder mystery going on. they trying to solve too. Wow. But, um, so I'm, I'm only like hundred pages in it. It's like 600 pages. Um, jeez. Oh, okay. Well, all of Dan Simmons books are pretty long. Um, well definitely keep me posted. Cause I mean, I am, I am curious to see how, I mean, I assume he answers this in the book somewhere, but yeah. to find out if any of them truly are fictional and anyway, yeah, it sounds super, super cool though. Yeah, it's very interesting. I got it. It was the only book I bought when I went to the last Macon library sale. Oh, um, wow. You went to the, the sale and only came away with one book? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's harder for me to, to find books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times I'm like, you know, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> you know, there was a time in my life I would buy anything, and I was like, yo, I might read that. Right, that right. Cool. But now I'm like, I'm not really going to read that. Which is hilarious because right now you have like a shit ton of space where you could just be one of those people who just collects books and I guess you know. I'm actually down right now. I have I've emptied my to read shelf. And um, wow. so you know, Christmas is coming up, so I know I'll get some books or at okay. least some Amazon gift cards or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Um well the only people giving me presents besides you, and I already read the book you gave me, is um, you know, my well, that's mom not to say Julian. I won't get you another one for Christmas, so <laughs> It's my mom and Julian, so hopefully, you know, well, I know Julian's, not, Julian's not gonna give me any books. <laughs> Hell, I might not get any books for Christmas now that I think about it. Maybe I should just go buy me some books. Well, just anyway. does Julian know your Amazon that like he has access to your list and stuff or no? He does, but he has some money. Oh well, I thought he like got an allowance <laughs> or something. Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. 
So yeah, I mean, you know. you'll likely I will go ahead and ruin the surprise. You'll likely get a book from me because I usually pick stuff off of your list, and your list is majority books. So oh, majority gave me my Christmas present. No, you gave um, me my birthday present. No, that was your birthday present. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, okay, I'll get a book then. All right. Yep. Just pay so, attention and don't give me like book three or something. No, yeah, no, no, no. I I wouldn't do that. That would be right. insane. Speaking of books, um, I was going to explain uh, how I consume comic books has changed. Really? Um, yeah, so I still buy some physical stuff. Like, I, I mean, I spend about $100 a month on comics. But um, most of that is like trades, like collections right. of old stuff or things that, you know, I just never read. Um, the only monthly comics I get, um, I still get Amazing Spider-Man. I get the new Legion of Superheroes. Those are the only regular ongoing things I get. Um, those two. Sometimes I like just try an issue or something, you know. Yeah. Most of what I get are trades. Um, but most of the comics I'm reading now, I, I a couple of months ago I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited Unlimited, which is like you pay nine ninety nine a month and you basically have access to everything they've published. Um online. online. Yes, yeah, so I remember on my phone back when we were still working together, I think they had started it like i mean it was so new that you're like yeah you were still very much into getting the physical copies well back then they had developed back then they had comiXology Mm -hmm. right where you could buy them right and it's like 2.99 a digital copy the same thing the physical copy costs and that's just way too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so marvel unlimited i just pay ten dollars flat fee Mm -hmm. and i can read anything that i want the only the only caveat is they're six months behind Ah. Right. So, like, if a comic comes out today, it will show up on Marvel Unlimited in six months. Okay. Because right? they don't fine. want to cannibalize themselves by... Right. Okay. Got it. So, it's kind of like Netflix for Marvel. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, I'm, I'm reading tons of stuff on that. I've been reading, like, the, you know, the Black Panther series from 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I'm reading the Kazar series from, like, the 1980s. I'm reading, um, you know, the... Oh, the Iceman series. It was out from a few years ago when he came out as gay. Um, I was reading some old Star Wars comics from the 70s. Wow. Um, I mean, just, you know, just they, they updated every week with, like, just more stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's the way I'm, I'm doing most of my comics now. Um, so. So all you need now is the service that will, like, the, the premium service where you can get stuff sooner than six months. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, if they if they would charge, I would pay twenty bucks a month. Yeah. To get day and date. You yeah, know? that would be um, pretty awesome. But I mean, to me, ten dollars is not bad for. No, 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 not at all. I mean, yeah, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of stuff, and and it's curated in different ways. So, like the very first thing I read when I got on there was this event they had a few years ago called Secret Empire, and so if you look up their events, they actually have them you know, all the, the core series and then any, um, you know, specials or one shots that were tied in, you, it has it all like labeled there. So you can like read them in order and all this kind of stuff. Um, or you can look for, you can search by character, by creator, by, you know, all these different things. Um, and I, so the other day, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, I actually typed in my name and I came up, I'm in there. Yes, um, I did see that. I thought yeah. that was pretty, yeah, uh, you would post it. I'm like, you're, yeah, I saw the screenshot and stuff. Yeah, they only have two of the things I did for them, though. They have the uh, 1960s book and the 1970s book. Mm. Um, but still, that was, it was, 
it's cool to see it. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, yeah. And of course, um, you know, when I'm not reading, I'm watching TV. Uh, of course. So I haven't found anything to replace, um, you know, the, the deep dive I was going into with Veronica Mars. <laughs> but um, I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost finished with season five. Then I have one more season and then I'll be caught up. Like I've for watched, real, for real caught up? Yeah. I mean, okay. season seven doesn't come on for a couple of months. And um, so I've gone through six seasons, <laughs> you know, like 22 episode season. That's, you know, a lot. Um, I've been watching some old kitchen nightmares. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I always, I always loved um, that show and, you know, 24 Hours to Hell and Back, the, mm-hmm. the second series and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't watch the, the, the cooking contest shows that Gordon Ramsay does. Yeah. But I, I love the kitchen nightmares and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And even the ones I've seen before, I'll, I'll watch them again just to see them, like, you know, digit people. Well, because um, I like, I enjoy watching, um, it's a show called Bar Rescue. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I like to see kind of what happens behind the, behind the scenes and these people being on their, you know, like drunk and sloppy and right. their, you know, bars falling apart and then John Taffer coming in and like, yelling at them and telling them they're stupid and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, they're wasting their lives and dreams and, you know, that part I enjoy. <laughs> well, you know, I actually went back and watched some of the, the British kitchen nightmares, mm-hmm. the ones that came on before you made it here in the U.S., yeah, and, uh, those are boring as hell. <laughs> they are awful. I well, mean, those they're are just, very they're British. Then. They're they're just boring. Okay, well, yeah, they're just boring a... people. <laughs> I mean, like you know, in America, it's like they're all dysfunctional families. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There's somebody you know who's I don't know screwing somebody on the side. There's somebody's <laughs> like they're not they're, the father and the son. They don't speak at all anymore. Yeah, you know. But like the British one was, I mean, it's like oh, the porridge is too cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's, that's the whole damn show, <laughs> and um, it's just really awful, awful. But anyway, and then I was watching the Confession Killer, which was okay, a mini series on Netflix. I have never it's about heard. um, you know, Henry David Lucas, okay, um, who confessed to like hundreds and hundreds of murders. Mm-hmm. One time they thought he was the most prolific serial killer in America, and um, by the end, even though they they you know they executed him. By the end, a lot of people were wondering if, uh, if he committed he, any of them, really? He committed any of them, yeah. <laughs> because what he figured out early on if, is if he kept confessing to murders, mm-hmm. they would attention. put him on trial mm-hmm. and he stayed alive. Right, right. Because eventually, of course, they're going to want to execute you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, the Texas Rangers were into it because they kept taking unsolved crimes and they were closing the books on them. Right. They had a, a easy scapegoat. Okay, he could right. best. There we go. And so some people, some people, like he said that they would they would give him information, which is not surprising. to it. Mm-hmm. But they said no, 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 no. We never we didn't tell him that stuff. He just let us. Oh, write that's the bodies. bull. That's bull. And he's like, no, 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 no. They they showed me <laughs> pictures of where they thought the bodies were, and then I led them there. You know. Well, because I watched this thing, too, on Real Sports. Speaking of, like, you know, people kind of being behind bars and they're not supposed to be, um, a guy who had been behind bars, and the reason why it was on Real Sports is that he running saved him kind of thing. And so the Innocence Project, he was let out. But he was in jail for, like, 20-odd years for apparently killing his mother. And, yeah, he had said that the cops told him what to say. 
And I mean, he was like 16 or something at the time. And he had gone hours saying, look, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And, you know, they were like, well, you know, all you have to do is confess and then you get to see your dad and, you know, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, they threw the book at him and he was behind bars for 20 plus years for something he did not do. And I mean, you know, I've seen stuff about false confessions and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's sad because they're like, you know, I don't, they're like, people don't really understand what it's like when you are in that situation, when you're kind of the one behind that desk who's being, you know, badgered by questions and, you know, keeping stuff straight and the the cops trying to kind of slip you up sometimes. And I understand some of it is, is really technique, but then there is, yeah, when you're basically feeding the information to the person and having them repeat it back or telling them what to write and sign, you know? So Mm -hmm. so uh, I've, again, since I've never heard of this series, how many episodes is there? Uh, It's like five or six. Oh, okay. okay. They're each like an hour long. And then I tried to start 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, I keep seeing it. Because my kids love it, you know. So I didn't realize all four seasons are actually connect. I thought it was like one of those things, like American Horror Story, where it's like a season. Oh, like an anthology No, no, no. It's all And I can imagine putting up with four damn seasons of this shit. Because <laughs> I watched two episodes. And the first episode, the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Kind of angsty and teen, you know, and the the teens are all attractive, mm-hmm. you know. But after I finished the second episode, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, <laughs> I mean, how absurd it is if you think about it. The premise is that this girl commits suicide. Okay. Right. And to explain why she did it before she killed herself, she recorded. 13 hours worth of cassette tapes. Okay. Right? D- leading up to the 13 reasons why. And the cassette she killed tapes herself. because she's what, in 1990 or something? But okay. I, she just, yeah. So, <laughs> right. so then she, she, at, she, right before she kills herself, she puts it in the mail to the first person, right? Mm-hmm. And along with instructions that you were to, re- to listen to all 13 tapes. And then pass it on to the next person on this list. <laughs> right? Okay. Because there's 13 reasons and 13 people why she killed herself. Right? And if you're, if you're going to be listening to it, like, for instance, if you get it, and it's, it's Barry's tapes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I would say to you, all right, and you may be wondering why I sent them to you. Listen to all the tapes, and then you'll know. Right? And so on the one hand, my first thought, as I thought about this, it was like, I can't imagine a more egotistical, (laughs) narcissistic way. I mean, talk about, talk about, oh, you'll, you'll be bad. You'll feel bad when I'm gone. (laughs) I'll give you my reasons why. I'm I'm going to give you 13 hours worth of reasons. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it's like, (sighs) and I mean, I admit, I mean, some of the stuff that happened to the girl just in the two episodes I saw was kind of embarrassing and bad, I guess. But um, you just I, couldn't take it. No. And so I looked on Wikipedia, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, what, what the fuck am I missing? Right? So I went ahead and read the, the summaries for the rest of the episodes. Right. Right? And I was like, oh, all right. And then I noticed that season two actually picks up where season one left off. Right? All right. So, so like one, they did one, of the, one of the embarrassing 13? things. Uh, for, well, by the end of the first season? So what, let me tell you. 
Okay. All right. So one of the embarrassing things that happens to the girl in season one, right, mm-hmm. is that this dude who's like a creeper, a stalker, takes a picture through her bedroom window as who her and a girlfriend of hers um, are playing truth or dare and they kiss. Okay. Right. So he sends the picture around to a couple of, you know, to the couple of the girls who are there. They're trying to basically blackmail them into, you know, doing stuff with it. Right. And so one of the girls, she's afraid that who kissed the other girl is afraid that she'll be accused of being gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she makes up this story that it's not her, it's this other girl. And that Hannah, who's the girl who eventually kills herself, that it was, you know, she's a, a raging, you know, lesbian and she's the one who wanted to do all this and blah, 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 blah. Right. And so Hannah's all upset. Right. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, so uh, the guy who took the picture, right. Mm-hmm. In season two, right. It turns out that, you know, he might have known that Hannah was going to be doing this stuff and he didn't tell anybody. So like this guy who was in love with Hannah, uh, he gets all upset with him and eventually he takes an embarrassing picture of Tyler, the guy with the camera. And at the end of season two, Tyler gets raped. Right. Okay. Then season three is all about Tyler, you know, dealing with all of his kind of stuff. Right. And by the end of the season, then one of the characters kills somebody. Right. Okay. And in season four, right. It's all about them. Like, you know, trying to cover up this killing. Cause he's not really a bad guy. He just snapped. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know look i can take teen shows like uh riverdale all right mm-hmm. give me some dude dressed up like evil knievel with a fucking rocket <laughs> all right and a cult you know and sherry you know cheryl blossom has her stuffed brother in a wheelchair you know hanging out with her having dinner i can all right i get that okay all right? <laughs> but this is done so seriously it's like so serious oh gosh Sometimes, and I see this with sometimes the kids when they'll turn and work to me, um, you know, it, it'll be really good, mm-hmm. especially for their age. It's really good. So serious. You know? Yeah. It's so grim. You know? <laughs> you don't understand the pain that I am going through. Yeah, but I we dated all go him. I dated age. him for two and a half months. But I mean, remember what it was but like. I, yeah, I know. I know. Age. And I know at that age, it is the biggest thing they've ever felt. Right. Right. I tell myself that every day, you know, when kids are upset about something in my head, I'm like, you know, you think this is bad, right? <laughs> but I know at this point in their life, it's the biggest thing they ever felt. Right. Right. And that's, that's cool. But I'm not going to watch 13 hours of it for fun. <laughs> Listen to it for that matter. Well, yeah. there's 13 episodes. They're actually <laughs> going to make saying... me, they're going to make me wait 13 hours. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. Wow. Hmm. So yeah. I only made it through two episodes. Okay. So yeah, I've, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a similar show where, so I like period pieces. I tend to, and when I say period, it could be 14th century, 15th, 16th, 18th, doesn't really matter. Um, but seventy. <laughs> usually it's like it, I, I like more of the um early like the 18 and, and early 1900s is usually like Victorian like. yeah. Elizabethan yeah. yeah that type of stuff I tend to navigate towards and so I like googled you know uh yesterday the best the top you know top 20 um 
period pieces on Netflix kind of thing. And so as I was on one of the articles I was looking through, I was scrolling, I'm like, seen that, seen that, seen that, seen that. <laughs> and then there were, there were others that I'm like, mm -hmm. because some of them are, of course, from different countries and they're not all, they're not usually dubbed. And so there was one that looked like it would be of interest, but I've been, I've been through several Spanish language series that are not, in, that are not dubbed. And I'm like, you know, there are times where I like to watch something and maybe, you know, be doing something else at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that if you've got to read subtitles. So I'm like, I don't need anything that's going to challenge me to have to also read while I'm trying to watch TV. So, um, so that's how I ended up on this the show I'm watching now because I it had come up before and I was like, oh, let me you know let me test it out, let me see. Right. And so um, once I finished this, it was between this and uh, I think it's like Miss Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries or something like that um, that I may try next, but. But yeah, I I don't know why I always feel like it. It's like you know curling up with a good book when I'm watching <laughs> and stuff. And I did I I did do some you never curl up with a you never <laughs> curl up with a good book. So, I I have, um, but it I did actually do some leisure reading yesterday. I believe it was. yeah yeah I went when I went to the doctor afterwards. I was like, oh, let me go ahead and go to lunch because I was close to my favorite restaurant. So I was like, I may as well. So I went, had lunch by myself. And while I was at lunch, I just was reading. So, you know, mm. it was kind of cool. And, I, you know, every time I do that, though, it's like, oh, God, the, I remember how much I love this. This makes me feel great. And then I go months without, you know, do, like leisure reading. I read throughout the day, obviously, but not the nice, the, the type of reads that gets you all warm and cozy and excited. Because I was thinking, I'm like, you know, the best thing about books is that, you know, like, I remembered where I'd stopped off in the story. And then, of course, I read what I read and then stopped. I'm like, you know, and it's great to think that they're on hold waiting for me to come back. You know, like, the, as if the story yeah. doesn't exist until I come back to it. So like Holmes doesn't exist until you come Exactly. Back. There you go. So, of course, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Um, my mom was making fun of me today because I was putting out something, um, uh, some sort of Christmas decor. And she's like, you know, Christmas is just, you know, like two weeks away or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But um, I put up a star, uh, like a star in the window, the ones that light up. So I put it on the timer and I had plugged, I'd done the Christmas tree this past weekend when I was on, in this insomnia binge and um didn't realize that i guess maybe a fuse or something is blown or one of the lights i guess but only half of my christmas tree lights up so the top half does not uh -huh. light up and the bottom does and i'm like <laughs> i just looked at it and i'm like yeah that's the story of my life and i just left it so in my head i'm like you know this is just it's just poetic that when the <laughs> when the timer turns it on only half of it lights up so nice yeah but i'm like i want <laughs> but the more i think about when you talked about your tree on the wall i'm like i yeah. want a freaking tree on the wall you know because i'm like then i could have a christmas tree in my bedroom or anywhere else you just pop it up and there you go so well, I'm like, I, I can ask my mom where she got it from absolutely <laughs> or you can just get it from me next year that'll be you can get me that that'll be your gift yeah. yes so um I've been, you know, dragging my feet a little bit about just getting in the spirit. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just different now. I know that, you know, 
we're both friends with uh, Kel, who posted something about that recently on Facebook about, you know, being filled with seasonal feelings, but not all of them being happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different when you're an adult. Um, I think that as time goes by, you certainly become a lot more jaded about life. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's sad, you know, because I do miss the excitement that I used to feel as a child or even, you know, not too long ago <laughs> um, about what Christmas was, what it really is like, what it really means. You know what I miss? What? Going to bed sometimes and thinking, you know what? Tomorrow might be better. <laughs> How do you miss that? It's not like every day. Because I don't have it day. anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, I have to. All teachers uh, have to be somewhat optimistic otherwise we quit right but. right yeah <laughs> well yeah you're molding the minds of the leaders of tomorrow so you have to believe tomorrow they cannot possibly be as dumb as they were today <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow i'm gonna reach them <laughs> yes that's it that's it um but anyway so it, it has been uh, i'm not yet in this this christmas spirit uh, I bought some music. Yes, I bought some music online last, um, not too long ago. And I decided, I was like, oh, let me go ahead and buy some uh, Bing Crosby stuff. Because I realized that I was, my iTunes library was light on that kind of stuff. And so once I downloaded all that stuff, and I started to play it. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I got to turn this off. This is depressing the hell out of me. And, mm. you know, it just, I'm like, well, this isn't what the Christmas is supposed to feel like. But I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, too much now you're an adult, there's no going back. So the the wonder and, and enjoyment and delight of what Christmas used to be, you just, you can't get that again. You know, Kelly posted about obviously, you know, as time goes by, people that you would have shared it with or, you know, people that you love are no longer around or that they've got become older, feeble, that kind of thing. And I mean, I know that's the one thing we can count on in life is that things are always going to change but i don't know this is not what i'm supposed to feel like for christmas so it's kind of weird but i did at least get my christmas card sent out this year i got mine it's on the it's on the refrigerator it's the uh, one christmas (laughs) card i got well that's Um, awesome i usually be the only one i can (laughs) (laughs) well lately um because i i i it's been hit and miss with me sending them out i think there was a period where for two years i didn't send any out but uh i think it was last year or something i the only christmas card i got was like for my mom even though i i think i'd sent out cards i was like well that's kind of weird but but yeah so i sent out 74 cards this year wow and well i mean the vast majority of that is is family that was expensive though wasn't it um so to buy all of the photo cards was about $50 because we got a really good discount on Vista okay. print. I was just, hell, I was just thinking of the, the postage. The postage, yes. Yeah. I mean, the postage was about another $50 because, mm-hmm. um, you know, stamps an hour, 50 cents a piece. And then to do international, and I send, we send 10 international and that the postage is $1.15 for those. So... Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with doing just Christmas cards. My mom sends out all sorts of cards, so she spends probably in stamps every year about a thousand dollars. 
just wow. on stamps. But I mean, that's her thing. That's her happy place. She likes sending out Thanksgiving, Easter, just because, get well, you know, all of that stuff. She does that. So hers is like a whole operation. Mine is like one and done. So See, I, I have to tell you, I sat down uh, the other night during the, uh, the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do Christmas cards. I have 32 cards, right? I was going to mm-hmm. do them. So I did four. <laughs> And then I was like, God, just fuck this shit. This is so, no, I'm not going to keep doing this. <laughs> and so I set them aside and I was like, you may, I'll go back to it. Right. They're still sitting there. So I've got four. Uh, I'm just going to throw them away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you can at least do, just... the, do the thing that most people, well, those who are kind enough will. If you get a card, send a card. Don't just send them out. So it's like, oh, I, I got a card from email Latoya. or something. Oh my gosh. Well, it's funny because two years ago when I did not send cards in 2017, I remember specifically, and I had even gone ahead and bought, because since I didn't get them for Christmas, I was like, I'll just do New Year's, New Year's cards, bought the cards from Vistaprint. They came and I was too busy and or lazy to even send them out. So I just had that stack of cards that I created from Vistaprint, never went out. But now, if, it, if there was some way I could just upload like my phone contacts mm-hmm. into like something, and then it would be like on Amazon where it like fills in the the gift cards and stuff, you know, because like when I send you a gift, it's gonna say, you know, Latoya, enjoy your gift, Barry. Right, right. Because that's like the the default thing. Sometimes it just says, enjoy your gift, Barry. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to change anybody's name. And um, <laughs> so, I mean, you could so do that if you're I gonna just do upload it, like- it, and then like somebody just send it for me. Well, if you did the digital cards, like through paperless post and stuff, they could do yeah. that for you. If you upload your list and then you just, boom, pick your card yeah. and it sends it out. Um, but yeah, I'm still, this is, you know, as far as sending the physical ones is still the one, one of the few old school things that I'll continue to do. Um, I told mom, I said, you know, oh, well, you know, if you got, if you pass away before me, cause there's no guarantee that I won't go before my parents um yeah i said if i live on after you i said i'll take up the mantle and continue the um you know sending out cards just make sure you need leave enough in my inheritance to do that so i will say i will say when i first got it out of the mailbox right mm-hmm. i saw it was from you and i saw it was to the the, the reese family yeah because i can i consider julian and your, your mom <laughs> you know so when i first saw it i was like you bitch <laughs> That's so wrong. I was like looking around. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was like, well, maybe she's including Julian. I am including Julian. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, because I was like, I'm not going to just change it to just Barry. So I'm like, he didn't just because you got divorced doesn't mean you don't have a family and you have (laughs) a son, you know, that's with you sometimes. So I'm like, yeah, it's the Reese family. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I at least got that done. So I'm guessing next year my list may grow. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I told mom, I said, I think my upper limit is going to be a hundred. So um, I'll probably add like a couple more cousins and stuff on the list that I don't have. <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah, so I at least got those out. And then I, I'd been putting off for like three months, three or four months, reconciling my, my, our personal accounts, our bank yeah. accounts and stuff. So it's like, I, I got into that bad habit of just looking and seeing, okay, is there money in there? Okay. I, I guess I can write this check or, you know, spend this. Right. So, um, I finally got, got it done. I think it was like two days ago. I stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning and finished 
bringing all of that stuff up to date. It was so bad that because of how long it had been, I use an online program for my checkbook or reconciliation. I use this thing called YNAB, You Need a Budget. Mm -hmm. And um, it connects to your, your different bank accounts. So of course you can add in your transactions and then it pulls them down and reconcile, you know, it connects, it matches them up and you can reconcile it that way. Well, there was a point where the, the connection had broken and I didn't realize because, of course, I wasn't going in there routinely. So there was a whole month's worth of stuff that I would have had to manually add. But, you know, since my bank allows you to pull stuff down via CSV, you can import it. And that was the way I was like, oh, thank God. Because, I mean, it was just ridiculous how many that I would have had to manually put in. Mm. But So now I've finished that. And I still have a couple hours work on just making sure that everything is going to be paid through the end of the month and hopefully maybe through part of next month, just based on what's in the bank right now. Then I can figure out what my, my uh, Christmas budget is because I have <laughs> literally not bought any gifts. And, really? Which is horrible because I also know Kay was telling me about there's been issues with um, FedEx and stuff like that with, with delivery and mm -hmm. there are millions of packages that are kind of um, stuck in transit. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get that done this weekend because I don't want to wait until even further, you know, later and say, oh, I'm going to order it from Amazon and, it, you know, they are going to give me next day shipping. And then, of course, it doesn't show up. So, right. um, yeah, I have to do Christmas shopping uh, and I'm only doing it online this year. I'm not doing any let me go to the store and get something. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been it though. Mostly insomnia and being very manic about mm. things that I'm, I've been working on. But again, it's this, it's just because my depression is also heightened right now. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, we're both going to see the same movie this weekend. That's the plan. Yeah, well, but we're going to see it on Tuesday. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a, together. Um, T'Challa wants to see it tomorrow okay. after I pick him up. Because it opens Wait. tomorrow. Well, technically it's tonight, the preview. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll either see it tomorrow or Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we'll see it. Um, for a long time, he wouldn't watch the last one because I think he remembered the old Jumanji and he didn't really enjoy right. that too much. The Robin well, with Williams Robin one. Williams? Yeah, it feels, yeah. it's a very different feel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I kept telling him that and he wouldn't believe me. Oh, and okay. so finally, I just put it on, mm -hmm. right? And so he was like watching part of it. And he said, so is the whole thing like got a lot of video game jokes? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. And so then he started watching it, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and of course he really liked it. And uh, so now he's interested in seeing the sequel. Well, see, but, to um, me, it's like some of those movies, like this one, for example, that I didn't necessarily mind a remake. I just hate that I feel like everything is being remade now. And I'm like, there's still things you don't need to remake. But Jumanji, yeah. because it was kind it was, for me, it felt completely different than the one I'd seen in the 90s. I'm like, right. okay, this, this works. Yeah. To me, it didn't feel like a remake at all. It felt exactly. like just another yes. Jumanji movie. You right. Because, I mean, you can do stuff with that. And that's why I, I enjoyed, I know a lot of people didn't, but I did enjoy the last Men in Black thing, the one with, um, you know, Hemsworth. I did and too. What's her name? I did too. And, and I liked it because it wasn't a remake. It's right. just a new story. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I enjoyed it. But. Yeah, I think Gwen and I saw that. If not Gwen, then I would have seen it with Kay, but I did see it in the theater and I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good as the first one. No, no, was, no. It was, it was as good as the second one. 
But I mean, I do like that it was different. It wasn't yeah, trying to, you know, hold on to the original stuff. It's like, no, you can tell other stories that yeah. isn't tied to, you know. So, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Jumanji. This week, we ended up seeing Frozen 2 again. <laughs> we saw Frozen 2 again um, because it was an opportunity to kind of do a mother-daughter night. So my mom and... um Cassie's mom came with us and we saw Frozen 2 again and it was well worth it. Sorry, I said, oh my God, I said her name. So Gwen, um, (laughs) she, she loved, she said, you know, she actually enjoyed it even more the second time. And I was like, well, I loved it when I saw it, we saw it the first time. And then this time was even better. And it's, the music has been stuck in my head from this, um, from this one. So Mm -hmm. today I think, I listened to the soundtrack about three or four times back to back today um, while I was working. So, so yeah. And the, the Easter egg at the end was totally worth seeing it again, just to be able to sit there and watch it this time. So I loved it. We were cracking up. um, I don't know if uh, what it, what it is on the American charts, but I know the frozen two soundtracks, number two in the UK and in Australia. What? Because it's, I mean, it's Rob, a great... one of both of those. Of and I know, that's why I know Frozen 2 is second. Right, um, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. It is, it's saying, so for, it's number one in the USA Top 100. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, like I said, I've been playing the hell out of it because it's so worldwide, such... only Robbie can stop Frozen. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. It's interesting. I don't even see it on the chart for for UK. I don't see Frozen on it at all. Um, yeah, the chart I was looking at last week said it was number two. Yeah, I'm looking. The place where I buy my music from, it, it, of uh, course, yeah, still has. That's not a legit chart. It is a legit whatever. But it's you saying pay like that thirty five cents on a dollar. Whatever it is showing. I mean, it Robbie is of course number one, but it's Rod Stewart is number two right now, and Coldplay is number three. But it does not have <laughs> 36, the best of me, Rick Astley. Well, <laughs> well, I think on Thursdays is when their chart comes out. So maybe okay. it's dropped. Maybe. Because they but still have like. they dropped that far. At number 46 is 1999. Prince is 1999. And then the um, one, the Beatles, you know, that came out like ages ago is number 73. Yeah, I know the Buble album. Um, yeah. The charts oh, it, yeah. It, it does it consistently every Christmas. And I think, didn't they talk about it on the show with Robbie and his wife about yeah. his Christmas yeah, album? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the working title for the album was Octum Buble. <laughs> um, but they decided to go with, you know, Christmas album instead, the Christmas present. <laughs> I think they should have gone with Octum Buble. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been pretty cool. But yeah, so because of you mentioning it and all that, I did buy the Christmas present. And so for our listeners, it's, it's a good listen there. You know, the original stuff is actually pretty good. There are a couple of them that I definitely rated four stars. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, and I got it on the site that I use for two dollars and eight cents for the whole album. Yeah, so you wouldn't even give, you know, give Robbie, Robbie more money. more money. Yeah, considering when you now have me listening to their their podcast and we hear about them having people come in, de- putting up the trees and decorating them, I don't think he needs any more money from <laughs> me. I'm good. I am so good. <laughs> so you're not a real fan. 
whatever. Begrudging that man <laughs> his lifestyle. I don't. I just don't get it. You know. But he yeah, never, Michael, he has never bad mouthed you. Whatever. Michael Bublé's Christmas is number seven on the UK charts right now. So. Yeah. Um, which is cool because again, you know, there's not a lot of people. Which Robbie noted, there's not a lot of people who put out really great Christmas albums, and it's yeah. unfortunate because you know it's like, yeah, you know, Although, I, I, as Robbie pointed out, though, you know, the Buble album is mostly covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, it. and but that's fine. But see, <laughs> you still at least he is in the conversation when you talk about Christmas albums. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Mariah Carey, because I mean, to me, hands right. down, in my lifetime, that's been the best. Christmas album to come out. Um, I don't get the people who hate that song. I don't um, either. But you I know, mean, it's whatever. a good song. It's no more annoying than any other Christmas. <laughs> song. I mean, so, I like the song. So yeah, so I um love that album. I love Michael Bublé's album, and you know, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed um Robbie's. So his is now in my Christmas Christmas rotation. I will um oh in the U.S. Michael Bublé's Christmas is number six, so it's only one spot higher, whereas uh, Mariah Carey is currently on number nine um, on the U.S. charts. But I am like you, where I don't want to hear Christmas music if it's not Christmas. So unfortunately, that album is not going to be played very much because it's only going to come out um, at Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, several of the songs, you know, I, I told you, I almost wish that he, he would release, like, another version of that song without the Christmas reference. Yes. You know, yeah. because I think they're just really good songs. But, um, like, Time for Change or whatever, I like that song. Um, I even like, you know, Happy Birthday, Jesus Christ. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, yeah. So, yeah, the Christmas charts, it's saying, though, number one is... Oh, that's interesting. The essential now, that's what I call Christmas. Uh, and Buble is number two. Yeah. Pentatonics, I have that album, is number three. Um, I don't know if, obviously, Frank Sinatra is on the list. Mariah Carey is number 10 in terms of just that, the Christmas mm-hmm. chart. Um, Buble actually happens twice, not just at number two, but number 18 with the special edition of number two um, okay. so yeah there is hmm, i don't uh, see oh go ahead well i was just gonna say you know speaking of music mm-hmm. um i saw a clip anyway because i don't stay up to watch the james corden show but um i saw a clip you know alicia keys has been uh guest hosting mm-hmm. lately um and so she had billy eilish on there um last okay time. and you're gonna have to tell me why is this person why can i not stop hearing about this person i try to listen to a clip of one of her songs i guess one of the big ones and i was just like uh no not interested and i moved on so Billie why eilish? Is, yeah yeah i love Billie eilish she's awesome i don't know i there I, really I, I know I but and you don't you don't even like bad guy i that was the one i listened to and i was just like eh, no it didn't really do anything for me that's a great song I, no she's She's really, really good. Um, I just, when I looked at music. it, I was like, she seems like the Lord of the moment, you know? like uh, you She's know. much better than Lord. Okay. Um, Everything I Wanted is her new single, and you haven't listened to that. It's really good. Um, okay. Anyway, she was on, um, uh, I can't help it if you have no taste in music, but she was on, um, <laughs> you know, this show, and she played a small clip of her when she was 12 years old, mm-hmm. singing um, Falling. Uh, at a uh, talent contest. And so Alicia Keys was like, wow, that's awesome, you know. Yeah. And um, then they, together, Billie Eilish and Alicia Keys, they duet 
on Billy uh, Billy's first hit song, which was Ocean Eyes. Okay. And um, so they duet on it. And anyway, it sounds really, really good. Ooh. And um, everybody besides Latoya should go <laughs> listen to it. Um, I put the link in the show notes. So okay. maybe Latoya so I can, I can, all right. But um, yeah, yeah, I love Billie Eilish. The kids are really into her. Um, yeah, I, I can and, uh, see. And, and everybody seems to like her pretty well. I mean, white kids, black kids, everybody likes her. And um, I enjoy some of her music because, you know, that um, – what is it called? ASMR or whatever, you know, the, the thing, you know, where the whispering and stuff. Yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Fix yeah. Anyway, she uses that in her music and uh, that does affect me. Um, there are certain noises and things that will cause like my scalp to tingle is very pleasurable. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't like hang out on YouTube to watch those videos. Cause that's right. like weird. Cause there'll be like, yeah. you know, chicks like eating, you know, stuff. And, and um, up pl- bags and okay, yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. But there are certain sounds, you know, kind of ladies whispering mm-hmm. um, is a very pleasurable sensation to me. So that's what you go to um, sleep listening to, right? You just <laughs> no. But and she does a lot of that's how a lot of her stuff is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it's very pleasurable to me. It's not really, it's not necessarily like a sexual thing, right? But it's it's a calming thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can I feel it on my scalp mm-hmm. and in my spine, if that makes sense, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, so I definitely, uh, if you guys want to go to YouTube or something, just type in Billie Eilish, Lisa Keys, it'll come up. Um, they well, do a nice I duet might, on Ocean Ice. I may have to check that out. So maybe Alicia could be my gateway into appreciating um, well, Billie Eilish more. You know, I could see, I think if you look at the lyrics and stuff of a lot of Billie Eilish <laughs> stuff, um, you know, there's some interesting stuff there. Hmm. Um and it's kind of like, you know, my ex-wife, she used to, she couldn't stand Stevie Nicks' voice, mm-hmm. right? And, um... Like, I can't I listen to Stevie Nicks, like, for an hour or two straight. Right. I, like, it needs to be broken up with other stuff. Yeah. But, but, I, I mean, but I, I did it. finally, you know, after 23 years, get her to, you know, the point where she was, she would acknowledge that the songs were beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the words and the lyrics and all of that kind of thing. She just, you know, hated her voice. Um, and I think eventually I'll wear you down on Billie Eilish too. Cause, um, you know, I, I understand how I can't listen to Billie Eilish for an hour straight mm-hmm. because a lot of her music has too much of the same, um, rhythm. Okay. Um, it doesn't vary it enough, you know, um, for instance, I, I would love to, cause I love the part on like bad guy when it kind of, you know, kind of ramps up, you know, um, she really doesn't have any like dance songs or something that's like really fast paced. It's all kind of like mid tempo to slow. Okay. Um, and so I can't listen to that forever, you know? Um, but I, you know, sometimes I'll just pop on and listen to like four or five songs by her and then, you know, walk off, um, mm. do something else. I guess anyway. I'll have to try it again. Cause yeah, I mean, again, I did that. What, what bad guy was the one that I sampled and yeah. I was like, oh, no. And I have to say, I think publicly we should, we should apologize to Lizzo and her fans. Um, on a previous episode, we, you know, we made fun of Lizzo. Um, why who was why a, are we apologizing? Well, because you know, she's a large woman. Okay, right. Who wears very skimpy outfits. Right. Right. Um, but I have now listened actually to some of her music. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Really? Um, I've still I never really, heard a song. Never. I really, really like her message too, which is basically, you know, don't let anybody else 
you know, tell you you're bad or whatever. If you think you look good, you look good, right? Yeah, but um, so even though, I, hey, wait, wait. So I agree with you. I don't like the outfit she wears. All right. But she seems like a good person. If, if you want, I tell you what you ought to do. All right. You need to go and listen to Good as Hell. Okay. All right. You, you, maybe we should pause the damn show so you can go watch the Good as Hell video. It's only two minutes and 46 seconds. All right. It will change your opinion on Lizzo. It is a great song. It's a great video. It's a great message. And all of her songs are like that. They're all kind of upbeat, fun Our things. conversation about her wasn't about her talent or oh, anything. I know, I know. It was, it was about, about her ass and about hanging out, right? And, right. and she's been in the news lately because she went to a Lakers game and she showed off a thong, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, right? And she came out afterwards and she was like, y'all just aren't used to seeing the ass this big doing what it wants to do, right? <laughs> so yeah, I, guess, I agree. But- First of all, I agree with you. I I think when she dresses like that, it's not flattering to her. Right. I don't think it's, you know, a cool thing or anything. But I admire the fact that she seems genuinely comfortable in herself. You know, I mean, I am not comfortable enough in myself to do that. But I mean, um, but think about it this way. Was it so, um, Jennifer Hudson? She yeah. was biggish for a little bit. And yes. then she slimmed down. I'm just waiting for that to happen in this case. Honestly. And it may. It may. Honestly. Yeah, so usually, yeah. Yeah. Eventually that you get rich enough, you can afford to get, you know, that taken care of. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, people to prepare certain foods for you. Right, right. All that kind of thing. But yeah. again, I don't have an issue with her because, again, I don't really know anything about her. Just what she wore was not appropriate. When, oh, yeah, you are, yeah. when your body type is, even if you're skinny yeah. or fat or whatever, there are just certain things you just don't wear because it's just not appropriate. So I, I just think we should, because we made fun of her. We both said we didn't know who the hell she was, mm-hmm. right? We kind of, I, I think we gave off the impression that, you know, she was a joke, right? And I the think outfit that was having, yes, and having now listened to her, I think she's a very talented person. Right. I'm embarrassed. I didn't know who she was at the time because oh, she's, she's been around apparently for a while. And I've um, not heard about her until recently. I'm not embarrassed or anything. I, I'm still of the mindset that, sure, you, you can need to be go a, listen to that damn song. You can be a great talent, but you can also, you know, make very weird decisions about what well, that's it is. That's true. But I mean, Katy Perry's the same way. Some of the things Katy Perry wears is just stupid. Well, that and Gaga for a while was yeah. wearing stupid I crap. Mean, it, like with Katie, it's like when she had the thing where she was like spraying whipped cream out of her nipples and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't even sexy. That's just stupid. <laughs> you know, that's just stupid. But I, I get the fact that I think she was trying to make it humor because we are, you know, we do fetishize breasts and all I of guess. that. And so, you know, I, I get what she was trying to do. I think Lizzo's trying to do something similar. I guess, but that's just it though. I'm like, I don't need someone like Lizzo or anyone really to go up there and say, look, I'm fat, but I can do and wear whatever it is that I want to wear. It's like, "Mm, no, no, there are things that you don't need to wear. And if anyway, I just, whatever. So I will, I will listen to her just, just to, you know, understand her as an artist, but that doesn't change my opinion of you don't need to be wearing that. That's fine, but I do want you to listen to that song. Comfortable or not, in your body, there are things that you just should not wear. That, I mean, I, I think that we can all agree <laughs> with that, or most of us can agree that there are certain things you just should not wear. Yeah. Like, I should not be wearing a tank top. My boobs would pop right out of them. 
So, you know, there are clothing that there's clothing I'm not going to wear. Yeah. Um, so speaking of music, I saw an article where they were talking about the YouTube's most watched videos of the decade. So I took a list, a look at the list and I was like, oh yeah, I could see that. So the number one song, and this is of this decade. So, you know, they have a list for the nineties and the two thousands now is the 2010s. So the number one is Despacito. Really? Yeah. It has been listened to over 6 billion times. So is, is it, is how many times the video has been viewed, right? Or sorry, viewed. Yeah. Six, over six and a half billion times. Wow, I've never watched that video. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that thing was massive too, but yeah, it is. I think it's probably the number one video on YouTube for it to have been, um, <laughs> for wow. it to have been watched six billion times. Behind that is someone who is on the list multiple times, uh, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. I did not watch that video, um, but I, I don't think I've seen that did. video either. Yeah, I know the song certainly. I like the song. Yeah, yeah, I love Ed Sheeran. And number three is "See You Again," featuring Charlie Puth. It's um, with Wiz Khalifa. It's the one from the Furious um, Furious Seven soundtrack. <laughs> the one when what's his name died, or Paul uh, Walker, whatever, had died, and so it became even a bigger song after that. It's a really good song. I, I have seen that one. I have seen that one. Uh, number four is Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars for Uptown Funk. Seen that one. Okay. Well, I mean, and at least in these cases, even if you've not seen the video, I know you've heard yeah. songs. Like, you've heard, you've, I'm sure you've heard See You Again, but you just don't really think about it. Um, and at number five is Psy. Gangnam style, of course, because oh, of course, yes, massive. Yeah, um, that right now, yeah. <laughs> Next on the list at number six is Justin Bieber's "Sorry," which I can see that. I haven't seen that video. Uh, I haven't seen the video, but the song I've I've certainly listened to several times. Um, number seven is "Sugar" by Maroon Five. I was surprised that it was that song. I, I honestly have never seen the video for "Sugar," but I mean, I of course know the song. Number eight is Katy Perry for Roar, which I get it because there was that period yeah. where everyone was, you know, all about, I guess, empowerment and stuff. That's been seen over two billion times. And I, I, I hate, to, I always sound so superficial, I know. <laughs> but ever since she, she became blonde, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not as interested in her. I don't like her music that she's put out since then. Um, I will. Well, I'll agree with you in that. I don't. I just don't like that she's blonde now. I prefer her old, old school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, like the, the, the dark hair. Yeah. I mean, I was all into <laughs> Katy Perry. Looked good. I like listening to her. I was all into it, and and I don't really think she's changed her musical style that much. But now I'm like, hmm. yeah, I'm like, and I had a similar thing. It actually, I remember when Madonna cut her hair or mm-hmm. did pop it on preach. Yeah. And every girl I knew. This is the way it always goes. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something that always happens with girls and men. Okay. Right? A woman will like cut her hair really short, mm-hmm. right? Women everywhere is like, oh, baby, that is awesome. You do you. That is great, mm-hmm. right? All very positive. And men, of course, when they ask us how we like it, we're all like, yeah, we love it, mm-hmm. right? But when we're together, we're like, yeah, we missed the long hair. Mm-hmm. 
you know because like in theory it. you miss what being able to hold on to something or whatever oh, yeah play with the hair and stuff <laughs> and we just like it you know um there is something and and i i, I hey believe me i used to have long hair mm-hmm. all right and and at, when i cut it i was like man i will never have long hair again because it is so much easier it's so much lighter um it's hey i love it. i understand why women do it right right especially as they get older Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what, I, you know, I already got a man or I don't need a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. It's comfortable. Um, but I will say that 99% of men missed. And that's cool. I mean, you know, whatever. I, yeah. I know. I mean, now mine is super short. I have a, basically a boy haircut and <laughs> I'm, I'm all like, you know, there's so many other things about me that's high maintenance. This needs to be low maintenance. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I, I get it completely. Yeah. You know, but you know, so I'm, I'm like, Katie's even if I was hair. married or not, I, this, this age, my old age of almost 39, yeah. I'm like, you know, I ain't got time for all that mess. I'm not sitting in a beauty salon for however many hours. I'm not trying to do all this maintenance stuff. Nope. Yeah. Just cut it. And that's it. I'm done. Cause I was noticing uh, we, when we had a, like a school thing recently, it was like every student, every teenage girl mm-hmm. who was there. I, I was looking at the white girl specifically. Cause like, you know, we've talked about black girl hair before too. And y'all do like right. all kinds of things with it. But with the white <laughs> girls, it's like every teenage girl had long hair. Mm-hmm. Some of them wore it in like ponytails or whatever. They had long hair, every one of them. And I was looking around at all the teachers, all short hair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because eventually you get a certain age and it's like, you know what? Nope. Yep. It's like the things you do but, when you're young. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like so. looking into the past. Um, so number nine is a one, a one by one Republic counting stars. And oh, then yeah, num- yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and remember then, the video, but I love the song. Exactly. And then number 10, Ed Sheeran again, thinking out loud. So I realized as I was looking at the list, though, I'm like, I don't really watch videos anymore. It's been ages since I've watched music videos. Usually I just listen to the songs. So well, sometimes so yeah. they block my Spotify at work and sometimes they don't. So sometimes <laughs> when I'm playing music for the kids, I have to go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see a decent number of videos, but most of them are like R&B or um, rap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. And whenever I do look like songs that I'm, and I always say I'm not gonna play a video if it's like nothing but. And look, I like asses. Okay, I like girls' asses. But if the whole (laughs) damn video is just just... girls in bikinis shaking their butts, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna show that. Okay. No, I don't even want on my screen because it's distracting. (laughs) But yeah, so that that is the uh, top ten most watched videos of the 2010s as far as. Um, songs that came out in the 2010s so uh in the in the 2000s though was kind of cool they had um just naming a couple of them bad romance lady gaga yeah i, I, I watched still watch all, that video sometimes. yes though that was awesome it has been viewed over a billion times to me um, that video is everything that, that video is apex lady gaga <laughs> yeah everything that is wonderful and ludicrous about Lady Gaga <laughs> is in that, in that yeah. one video. True, it is so Lady true. Gaga. You don't need to see really anything else. Yeah, that one just is so perfect. 
Well, and what I will say, what's hilarious to me is that there's in the in the two thousands, there are several on here that I'm like, what the who was that? So I'll just go through. Number one was Crazy Frog, a Frog by Axel F. I I don't even know. Um, yeah, that was a, a remake of that song Axel F, except it had you know this frog in the video. Okay. Um, Numb, Lincoln Park. I mean, I played the hell out of that song, but I never watched the video. Of course, like I said, number three was Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. Number four is Taylor Swift, Do You Belong to Me With Me. Five is Beyonce, Halo. Six is Katy Perry, Hot and Cold. Mm-hmm. Seven, Chris Brown, Loyal, featuring Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and Ty- uh, Tyga. I don't even know what that song is. I've never heard that song. I've never seen it. Um, number eight, another one I don't know about, System of a Down, Chop Suey. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number I mean, nine, I know who they are, but yeah. number nine, Lincoln Park again with "In the End," and then number ten is Fifty Cent's Fifty Cent in the Club," which I've heard that one. I've never yeah. seen the video. Um, in the, I'll do the last. We'll just do, go back to the nineties. Um, number one, Guns and Roses, November Rain. <laughs> Yeah, I watched that, that again recently. Yeah, that, it's been viewed over a billion times. <laughs> and you know, that, that video, I'm not sure it shows you the best of Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. but it certainly shows you everything that went wrong <laughs> is in that one. Um, oh, my gosh. Because it is just, it, you know, that is one of those music videos you can tell they had reached that state. And, you know, Robbie had his Rootbox album. Mm-hmm. Every artist at some point, I think, unfortunately gets to this point where nobody says no. Right, right. And somebody, somebody should have stepped in and said, <laughs> we need to trim some of this back. Right. <laughs> you know, and nobody did. <laughs> so um, from songs of the 90s, number two is Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit, of course. Makes sense, yeah. Number three, the Cranberries, Zombie, of course. I feel like that high, yep. though. Mm-hmm. It's been seen almost a billion Zombie. times. Zombie. Yep. Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, number four is Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Number five, Four Non Blondes, What's Up. Number oh, yeah. six, Scorpions, Wind, Wind of Change. Wow, that's a great song. I didn't know the video was played yeah, that I often, though. Yeah. Um, number seven, no doubt, don't speak. Number eight, yeah. Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. Number nine, Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, still DRE or still Dre. I see, I don't even know the song. Number 10, Aqua, bar- a Barbie girl. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, that thing got played out. It would be interesting to see not so much the most viewed, but the most listened to, you know, or downloaded or whatever, you know, the, the charts. Um, right. As it stands, oh, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, because that's that's. I'm like, there's stuff that I'm like, well, where's Britney Spears? I don't, I don't see Britney on this list. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Baby, surprised. hit me one more time. Is yeah, way high on there. I am surprised. So the last set they have is actually from the '80s. So Guns and Roses are again in the number one spot for the '80s. With oh, let me Sweet guess. Child of Mine. Yeah. Oh, I was yep. gonna say Welcome to the Jungle. Nope. Okay. Sweet Child of Mine was number one. Um. Aha, take me on, take on me. Sorry, is number two. I definitely, I've seen that one. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, number three, Cindy Lauper, 
girls just want to have fun, of course. Yeah. Number four, one. Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. And see, that that video is not what I would think. Oh, <laughs> of all the... of Michael Jackson's, I honestly would have picked a different one. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, yep. with him dancing on the sidewalk and lighting yeah. up and stuff, yeah. So, I anyway. You would have um, probably felt thr- Thriller, right? Yeah, I would have thought Thriller. Uh, number five is The Police, Every Breath You Take. Is Mr. Roboto on there? Um, no. Oh, so number six, Europe, the final countdown. <laughs> number seven. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart, of course. <laughs> number eight, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Number nine, mm. Michael Jackson Thriller. Mm. And number 10, Rick Astley. Never gonna, Never gonna give, give you, you up. up. <laughs> I'm surprised it's actually not much higher. It's been watched over 600 million times. I bet it's I'm been like, watched more in the last decade than it was probably, in the 80s, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, these have been viewed. I think this is just viewed total on YouTube. So it's just breaking oh, it down by decade. I thought of, it was by yeah. decade. That was, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's just by decade in terms of when the songs came out in which decade. So it groups it that way. Um, but yeah, I there again. I'm surprised there is no Britney Spears on the list at all. Yeah, that is surprising. I mean, I was happy to see Backstreet Boys on there, but again, I would have put Britney over almost anybody else in that period. Um, so, but it's it is interesting to see the things that you know people watch and listen to. Yeah, you make up a, a playlist just out of these <laughs> that list of stuff. So I saw, you know, in the UK, they're having their big elections today. And I saw that Hugh Grant was actually going door to door, you know, trying to drum up support, I think, for labor. Um, so. Well, speaking of Hugh Grant, uh-huh. <laughs> um, he, I read an article today where it was talking about he actually hates. That's a coincidence. The, I know. Couldn't have planned that any better. Um, So one of everyone, everyone has to know Love Actually. It's one of like, it's to me, it's a Christmas classic at this point. It's on my Christmas list. But the scene where he's dancing through, you know, he's dancing through the, um, what, Downing Street, whatever, that address, Uh (laughs) so bad. Um, He actually hated doing that scene. Uh, he had to do that dancing scene where he's dancing through. It said, um, on the day, or let's see, the quote was, and, oh, and on the day, I mean, imagine, you know, you're a grumpy 40-year-old Englishman. It's seven o'clock in the morning. You're stone cold sober. And it's, okay, Hugh, if you'd like to freak out now, it was absolutely hell. So, or absolute hell, he did not enjoy seeing it. And then a comment was made by Colin Firth, who was like, yeah, I do remember him making a terrible fuss about the dance and that he hated the dance scene. Um, He was the least musical person in the world. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I mean, it is one, it is a iconic movie moment, but it just, you know, I'm like, God, as I see this and I'm reminded of this stuff, I'm like, God, I'm getting really old. I'm like 2003 shit. That was ages ago you know so yeah it's it was out in 2003 it is again i still love that movie um they it's one of those movies where i'm like if anyone even tried to remake it i would never even seen it just kind of like with lion king and stuff haven't seen it don't care to see it um but yeah i love love actually and i just you know these little tidbits about movies that you enjoy you know it's kind of it's kind of cool so 
So yeah, yeah, he did not like, he apparently tried to um, get out of it several times. And so this is, of course, the scene where he does the impromptu dance um, with the, you know, the Pointer Sisters jump for my love. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I remember. So it's like, yeah, I mean, hey, it came off well, even though he hated to do it. I mean, that's what you're getting paid for, right? To be an actor and to sell it. He sold <laughs> that's it. That's right. <laughs> So again, tying into Christmas, I am usually, I, each year I do, or we started the tradition last year, um, but previously I'd watch, of course, Christmas movies during Christmas time. I am not a Hallmark holiday movie person. I, I think those things are so stupid, but uh, I, we have a 12 days of Christmas movie list. And of course, 12, the 12 days before Christmas starts on uh, Saturday. So right. my movie list, in the order that I, um, I'm going to view them in, which is the order from last year, I'm watching Bad Santa, followed by Elf, and then mm-hmm. Elf's, um, Elf, Buddy's Christmas, uh, musical Christmas. It's the one that Jim Parsons did. It's like a claymation type of, anyway, I love oh, that yeah, thing. I think yeah, I love it because I even have the soundtrack and stuff from it. Um, then, it's gonna, then it's Frozen. Um, next year it'll be a double feature because I'll have to, I'll do Frozen and Frozen 2. I don't really even, I mean, I know it's set in snow. It's not, yeah, it's not technically a Christmas movie, but that I just, you know, I'm like any excuse to throw something Disney on there and it's Frozen. So I'm like, yeah, snow, it's winter. (laughs) Um, so it's my one non-Christmas movie that's really on the list. Um, Mm. then I've got four Christmases, um, the holiday, which I know we've talked about. (laughs) <laughs> you're like it's not really a christmas movie but right, right, um right. yes so that's on the list the family stone um home alone now, is that after they left they broke up with sly <laughs> yeah that's it and they, all became, the they all became white people after that so oh okay um, <laughs> this one has um eight what is it amy Ad- um not amy adams oh geez from the notebook um rachel mcadams and diane keaton and stuff is in that movie the family stone okay. and um owen no not owen what's the brother luke wilson luke yep so um then of course love actually followed by meet me in st louis and uh, holiday inn and white christmas so, All right, so uh, two comments mm-hmm. first i don't see how you can watch holiday inn and white christmas just pick one no no uh, it's, and it's pre- preferably pick white christmas <laughs> oh my gosh All right second <sighs> whatever how the fuck are you doing the 12 days of christmas movies without the greatest christmas movie of all goddamned time. I know. It's not on my list. Die Hard. I know. It's not Where on my list. Where the fuck is Die Hard? <laughs> See, I have this conversation. I think I had it with my brother where I'm like, it's not a Christmas movie. It He's is like, a goddamn Christmas movie. It's over Christmas. <laughs> the whole thing's a Christmas. yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. So, yes, no. Die Hard is not on my list. On it is not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber falling. <laughs> From Yakutama Plaza or what? That, that, that's true. That is true. Nakatoma. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it is it is not on my list. I might have to change it. Throw something so. in there for Kay. He'd like to watch Kay's, Die Hard. Kay's, uh, he's represented in there somewhere. <laughs> the list yeah, I'm sure he's, he's, he's beating his meat to love actually. <laughs> and meet me Maybe. in St. Louis. Maybe in the, <laughs> maybe in the future I will extend it out to more days instead of just 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 twelve days. It'll be more like you know fourteen or 
It would be the baker's dozen days of Christmas. Right. There you go. So for now, that is my list. I, I like it just fine. I'm looking forward to it. I, I do need to be better, though. When we did it last year, we just made the list without considering how we were going to watch it. And so some of the stuff we ended up having to rent because we did. it wasn't like on Netflix or it wasn't on, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't a prime thing to watch. So it's like, oh, God, I got to pay for it. So a couple of these things um, I will have to, unfortunately, buy, you know, purchase again i don't the thing is i don't want to buy um a physical dvd because i'm like i so seldom use the dvd player at all anymore at most i use it once a year but um a couple now i won't have to use i'm assuming i won't have to use my frozen dvd i could just watch it on disney plus right so so yeah but that is my my um our new tradition that i'll be doing alone since he won't be home until probably um, the day after my birthday, so which is Christmas Eve. So we'll see. So allegedly, mm-hmm. the end of our season's coming up. Yeah, um, I know you were like, really? Didn't we just start it? But we're it, in episode it does feel ten. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, it does feel like we just started the season. I remember very clearly yep. when we started it. Well, and it's funny because this is the only season thus far that I've not listened back to any of the episodes. Hmm. I've not listened to any from this season which is so weird to me but um but yeah our last show of this season supposed to technically happen the day after christmas okay and then we take like two weeks off right something like that we won't be there for new year's eve so we won't have do some sort of pop-up show or something i don't know yeah yeah rock it'll it'll be uh barry and latoya's rocking you know new year's eve Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll, I'll i'll roll out my favorite you know robbie and lizzo songs that's and, it uh and you'll you'll play some hip uh you know whatever i listen I to songs yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever you listen to uh, but yeah so Buble and uh you know country and western or something well it's funny you say that it's funny that you literally say that because i'm like oh yeah i really like there's a song that rascal flats does a christmas song that i enjoy of course there is yes <laughs> i can't help that i like rascal flats so you know it's it's pop country it's not true true country because my grandfather used to be huge into country western music i hate like traditional country western music it drives yeah. me insane um i like it in the sense that if i hear it for a second it, I, it reminds me of my grandfather but i don't listen to it it has to be yeah. more of the poppy stuff i mean old school country the old oldest i'll listen to generally is like patsy Cline because i do enjoy patsy Cline. but yeah my, my mom she loves real country she likes george Strait, yeah, tom jones mm-hmm. and conway twitty and yeah, patsy Cline. that's some classic what, dolly like, and like tammy wine wagner Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She likes all that stuff. Well, here, here's my theory on the, the way this works. When it comes to that kind of music, I'm already depressed. That shit would make me kill myself. Um, because you yeah. know, country music is really like you know they go, they're just gonna spill it out. They're gonna tell you what what it is, and I'm like, no, um, it's it's already too real for me. I don't need it to be realer. I don't need the music to also match my mood necessarily. So, so yeah, but. Anyway, so we have done yet another 90 plus minute show. I always think that we're going to like get on and then I'm like, oh, this is going to be a short show. And then we just, it's not. No, no. I mean, you, you talk a lot. I know. 
It's because I need to, it, you know, the whole, was it men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Women have to, you know, we have to get our words out. Like men, it's like you have, okay, if you speak a thousand words for the day, you're set. Women are like five times that. And I'm not talking to people generally. I talked to my mom and to Gwen today. But generally speaking, I'm, you know, oh, and I talked to my client because we checked out. But other than that, I'm not talking to anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you have your kids and all that fun stuff, but I don't have that. So, I, yes, I need my therapy time with Barry, even if know, I'm reluctant about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you're in a terrible mood, then you get on the show. And it's like, you know. <laughs> oh, no, the terrible mood will happen right after once we cut, then I just go back to being depressed. So, I mean, I, I can be on right now. I'm, I'm, then... I, if I could bottle me up, you know, <laughs> so that you could take a hit whenever you wanted, right. I would. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's it, of course. <laughs> as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as we disconnect, you're going Yep. I just so deflate. empty again for yes, a week. Yes, all empty. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, no, when we're done, I'm going to just put this together and then go back and, and watch my, um, the series I'm watching. I don't know what it is with Canadian series. Um, they're just so wholesome. And, yeah, I'll go and watch that and be done with it. So, and then go to sleep. Although, I, so, I, <laughs> I've been good about, I'll leave the office now. Um, at a decent-ish time. The problem mm -hmm. is, is that I basically put in, say, an eight-hour day in the office, and then I put in an eight-hour day in front of the television. So I think that might mm -hmm. be part of the problem. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, even when my meds start to kick in and it's like, okay, time to go to sleep, I just push past it. And I'm watching TV because I'm like, I'm not done because I am not the type where I can pause something and come back to it. Like the next day, I, I'm going to finish the episode. So I've reached a conclusion, conclusion point. I can check it off on my app and then I start another episode the next day. So even when I'm really tired, if the, move, if the show or whatever I'm watching is not done, I will force myself to stay awake even past the time that my meds have kicked in. So yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's a yeah. lot to unpack. So, all right. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, all my crackers and hoes. <laughs>